sharing is caring, pass on the word to a friend. This and other exceptional podcasts can be found at travmarketmedia.com. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler. I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I am privileged to have Kevin Lowe on the podcast for the first time, although this is not our first time speaking. So, Kevin, would you take a moment to introduce yourself and welcome? Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, my name is Kevin. I am the owner of Better Days Travel, a uh, travel agency where I like to say I specialize in helping people's uh, dreams come true with uh, luxurious bucket list vacations. Mm. And then I'm also the the host of my own podcast, The Lowdown on Life and Travel. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah. And I guess I should... Go ahead. Yeah, tell more. Yeah, I guess I should mention also what kind of makes me a little bit Unique is the fact that I am completely blind as well. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. And Kevin, you have some really good episodes about that and exp- and how you experience the world um, on your blog post and also on your podcast. So um, worth checking out and, and just an interesting combination between how, yeah, between what you do and how you experience it yourself. So, oh, Kevin, I wanted to ask you how people can find you online. Of course, absolutely. So um, I guess the easiest place, kind of I call it like the hub, would be my travel agency's website, and that's just betterdaystravel.com. Um, from there, you can link over and listen to the podcast or read my blog um, and you know get in touch with me that way. And then other than that, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and mm-hmm. both of those are just going to be at Better Days Travel. Yeah, and I mean, don't we need some better days right now? I mean, I feel like <laughs> that, well, you know what? That's what 2021 when, when I when when I started my travel agency, that was when I was trying to come up with a name, come up with a name. I finally this one just hit and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is it. Because throughout life, we can all use some better days. So, yeah, yeah. Um uh, yeah, I just and with you know we're recording this in the midst of waiting to find out who our next president is, and it's just like turmoil plus COVID, and it's just I mean yes, please I just want to go somewhere where they're going to make a margarita in my mouth. That's all. Is it too much to ask? I don't know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is. It's like I think all of us are like twenty twenty. It's just like we're ready for it to be over. Like. Like, I just feel like we, we all have are holding on to this hope that as of, like, January 1st, everything's going to be better. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. yeah. What, earlier when we were trying to record, um, and it didn't take the first time, or, or really, we just couldn't make it work out, we were talking about how you had a voice for radio. So for the ladies listening that want a little pep, can you just say something really low, Kevin, to like, hello, ladies? 
Hello, ladies. This is Kevin Lowe with the lowdown on life and travel. <laughs> Say, can I have your number? Oh, yes. Yes, send it on over. <laughs> Say, I, guess, I guess in today's in today's age, just send me that DM on Instagram. Drop me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Let's travel together. Let's travel yeah, the world. Right. So, so well, here I got to tell you this. So, I used okay. to actually work on a uh, AM radio station, and so they, you know, had to come up with a uh, a name for me and stuff. And I think I'm trying to remember what we ended up coming up with. It was something about something about about uh, low. It was like sweet and low. Well, sweet and low was my name in, in middle school. A teacher gave me. <laughs> but but I ended up doing I came up with this whole thing and, and it was a talk radio about news and, and boring stuff. So I had to add in a little flair and I did this whole whole routine about, you know, yeah, you know, this is a you know, sweet and low coming to you live in the late night hour with those <laughs> classic love songs. You know? <laughs> That's right. So now you gotta add that in your podcast like let me send you on a romantic trip for two to the the Caribbean or Caribbean or I don't know. <laughs> Panama. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Clearly perhaps I'm not meant brand- to do a romance show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking perhaps my branding has been wrong all along. I need it. <laughs> That's right. Low in love. That's, That's- <laughs> That's your Valentine's episode. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so we talked about where people can find you in live um online and we've talked about your um your travel podcast. So then talking about blindness cuz we're we're going to go through some ways that you experience travel and how you observe and kind of rate pr- properties that you go to um just in your mind. Um but how does someone talk about blindness or a person being blind? Like, what's that framework so that, you know, I can be as, you know, said so no one listens to this and thinks that I'm super offensive. Of course. So what I like to say, and I always kind of preface this when anybody asks me this is, you know, I'm just speaking, of course, on my behalf, not definitely I'm not privileged enough to be speaking on behalf of the blind community because uh-huh. um, everybody is different. but. My whole thing has always been when anybody comes up to me and they're and I can tell they're nervous and they're they're afraid they're gonna say the wrong thing, is I want to listen, I'm just like you, I'm just like everybody else. I just happen to not be able to see. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell anybody, please do not be scared or hesitant that you're gonna say the wrong thing or that, you know, I have people who will say something about, Oh, did I watch T V or They'll ask me, did you see this? And then as soon as they say it, they cringe. And I'm like, yes, I still talk normal. I watch <laughs> TV. I don't listen to it. I, you know, I'll, I'm going to say, hey, see you later. I'm not going to say, you know, hey, hear you later. You know, <laughs> so I always tell people, like, no, like, you don't have to be, in, you know, you know, uh, nervous about that. And I always tell people also as, as far as, you know, because people are curious. Mm-hmm. And um, I know. You know, family members who I'll be with will go into restaurants, and a lot of times they used to. After I first went blind and stuff, and for a long time, they would get they would get really mad when they would see people staring at me. Yeah, and then I'm like, 
But it's like, no, they're not doing it because they're rude. They're just curious. Yeah. It's just something, you know, out of, out of norm. And, you know, and, and as I always like to joke, and I said, and besides, how many big, big, uh, good looking blind guys are there in the world? So, you that's know, right. <laughs> with a voice for radio, with a voice, that's right. They hadn't even heard my voice at that point. That's so. right. <laughs> Oh, Kevin, yeah. thank you so for what that. I'm, so what I'm saying is you don't got to be nervous talking to me about anything. So. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for that uh, small framework that will help me. Um, so then, yeah. you know, we talked about doing this literal blind review about how you experience and assess your travel um, and, and since you've become blind because you weren't always blind. And for just for brief, you know, it. You know, inform information from people listening. You went blind at the age of seventeen, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah. And so you actually had some skills of being very meticulously organized prior to that that came in handy. But now that you're um, legally blind, completely blind, can you describe how your senses have adjusted? And now a quick break from our sponsor. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so definitely, so. So when I lost my eyesight, um, I also happened to lose my sense of smell. Um, so I don't, I don't have that for me either. So my biggest thing is, of course, touch and then the hearing. And mm. so a lot of people think that that I have like supersonic hearing abilities, and and I'm like, I ah, no, I can hear just like everybody else. But as I like to say, I don't have that visual distraction. So it's kind of all that my mind has to focus on, you know, is, is sound. Mm. And um, it's actually kind of goes even a step further. Something that I think is pretty cool that I actually developed only. So I've been blind. Um, I've been blind now as of October of uh, 2020. I've been blind now for 17 years. Mm. And um, about three years ago, a little over three years ago, I actually developed and, and learned it um, working with an instructor out in California, the skill of echolocation. Yeah, um, this is wild to me. Yeah, and so this is where I have literally retrained the part of my brain, the visual cortex that is used for seeing with most people seeing through sight. I have retrained it to see through sound. And so literally, um, I, I use a clicking, uh, noise just made with my tongue, something, something very discreet, just a little like snap of the tongue, um, against the roof of your mouth and kind of make this little clicking noise. And that noise, um, basically my brain has, has learned to interpret the echo that it bounces off of objects around me to form an acoustic image. And um, so, you know, some people like to say, okay, so like you're visualizing like, you know, your surroundings. I'm like, no, I'm not visualizing it. I'm truly seeing it, just seeing it in a different way. And um, so like, I always use something as a, uh, a good example of it because I just, I remember when it first happened, it just blew me away that I could do this is, I can walk up to a car and by clicking, I can literally see the entire shape of the car. And um, it's just, it's really absolutely out of this world. I mean, like I said, I went the first uh, basically 14 years um, of becoming blind with 
with with not having this ability. And then um, once I, I found out about this 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 program, this you know uh, organization that was teaching blind people how to do this, I was like, we were really skeptical at first, but we went ahead, we went with it, and it literally changed my life because I remember I remember the one day on training, I finally I was like when it was like the third day of training and everything finally clicked together. And I literally and truly could see the walls of the apartment I was staying mm-hmm. in that I was working at with my instructor. And I was like, for the first time in 14 years, I could see again. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It was just the most magical experience ever. Well, I'm excited for when travel opens up for you to get to test this out different places. That'll be Ab- interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, um, you know, okay, let me ask you a quick one question that I thought of that's not on our list. Um, so okay. is your taste also affected because your smell is gone? Is my taste so? That's an interesting question. So I can tell you that, yes, I taste. I still enjoy food. I love food. Um, my taste is not as keen as some people's. Um, for example, if you gave me Gatorade, two different bottles of Gatorade of a, you know, relatively, you know, close flavors, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell you which one was which. Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's definitely like different things like that, but, but no, thank goodness. As I always say, God, God was so kind that he at least let me still be able to taste because I love food. I'm so. with you. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, for me, like experiencing a culture and, you know, and uh, bonding with people in other communities uh, often happens over meals. And so, yeah, I'm, on, yep. you know, Absolutely. I don't know. I'm happy on your behalf. Is that a weird thing to say? I don't know. But, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> no, no, yes. no. I agree 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, going on vacation is different for you. But I'd like to know, you know, capitalizing on your sense of touch and your, you know, your heightened tactile, you know, uh, response or however you want to phrase that. What resort properties feel luxurious? And, um, you know, you could even break it down further. Like who has had an exceptionally clean surface? Whose linens felt the nicest? What toiletries are the nicest? What's your, what's your mode there? Or we go cruise lines. Like who has, who's offering? What you feel is like the nicest tactile experience. Of course, of course. So, so I always like when people ask me stuff about this, I always have to refer back to a trip I did um, with a group of travel agents. Uh, oh goodness, several years ago now, we had went to Jamaica, and I always look at that because it was truly a comparison. Because we we spent, you know, um, goodness, one whole day touring. I can't even tell you how many different all-inclusive resort, you know, um, in that section of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember through that, it really, it really gave me an opportunity to truly understand how my senses um, can really help me in determining what a place looks like mm. and, uh, you know, based on how it feels. And so, so for example, I remember we went to this, this one um, resort and, it was one of the resorts that the other travel agents on the trip were, you know, very excited to go tour and see. And, and so I was like, Oh yeah, you know, had really you know high expectations for it. And 
remember when we got there, I we we walk in the lobby of the hotel and I remember immediately touching the the door and mm. it was, you know, a big heavy wooden door, but it was like so thick with like the varnish mm. and stuff. Mm. It just kind of had like that tacky feeling, you know, oh. to it. Yep. And so immediately I'm like kind of like Ugh. Yeah. And so we so we walked through the place and I was just I wasn't impressed. I wasn't yeah. impressed at all. It was just everything. It felt to me. It felt like an old, rundown, like beachside motel. I was gonna <laughs> and, say like a gymnasium and, floor, a high school gymnasium. Exactly. Yeah, it was just. Oh my goodness, it was. It definitely was was not something you know that I was you know <laughs> too impressed with, and uh, and so I thought that was you know a very kind of funny and ironic experience. Um, but, but, you know, it definitely is as far as, you know, hotels and stuff. I feel the ones that, like, on that trip, then the ones that we, we toured and the one that we stayed at in particular, um, that had, like, the really nice and, and, and I say, like, shiny marble floors. Well, I don't really know if they were technically, you know, marble floors, but they just, as you walked on them, they just had that, that shiny, just kind of crispness, crispness yes. to them as you walk, you know, and, um, and so it's just, it's stuff like that, that to me makes a big difference. Um, definitely just the airiness of, of the spaces. Um, it, it definitely, uh, impacts it. Um, as far as like, you know, something like luxurious and stuff, definitely inside like the, the different, you know, resort rooms and stuff. It's all about how is the bed made? How comfy is the bed? Yeah. Because I've been to, um, I believe it was um, was Palace Resorts, Moon Palace, Jamaica Grand, is where I had stayed at on that trip. And I remember, oh my goodness, my room, it, the bed was the most luxurious, softest bed in the world. And I was like, man, I thought my mattress at home was nice, but this is just oh, to die for. <laughs> and so then when I I went to their went to one of their properties in uh, Cancun to to Moon Palace, I remember I was so excited and, and got there and I was so disappointed because I was like, all right, they have not got the same mattresses that they got going on in Jamaica. Oh <laughs> and, and so, you know, so it's like, it's little things like that. And I think, I think that's kind of what it boils down to the most for me um, with cruise ship that I've been on or whatever is, you know, you, you think, okay, well, you know, you can't see. Um, so he's not really going to be able to tell us some something is is clean or not well you know i kind of tell that from other ways like i always said um remember the one cruise ship that i was on one time mm -hmm. um you got off the, the elevators and you immediately stepped in it wasn't like a nice tiled floor instead it was like this soggy carpet <laughs> and i'm like oh. okay this just ruins it you know yes <laughs> so it is it's just you know i so as as <laughs> As my family likes to say, tell me, you're a very picky blind person. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I feel yeah. like that you should have a blog post, and that's, you know, Kevin's Blind Reviews. And you should talk about. Exactly. That, that you is should be an, a good idea. You should be an auditor of luxury yeah. products or even mid-level yeah. mid properties that offer luxurious yep. feel. Because Ooh, that is it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a big deal. Like, you know, who's giving you 
you know, more of a luxury product for a mid range price. I think that there's a big yep. market for that. Um, I think that that would be some really good blog and even, you know, podcast, um, Absolutely. you know, conversations. Just, just thinking a lot. I have a very expensive degree in marketing. So, you know, let's just, let's, let, let's put it to use. So, <laughs> okay, that sounds great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, then what yeah. has COVID been like for you? Because you are touching things a lot. And that's, you know, one of your, one of your ways of, I guess, seeing. Um, has it been a concern for you? Or are you mostly staying locked in? Um, I have pretty much, especially during the height of, of COVID, like here in Florida. Um, I did just because I do have other medical issues that related to the, uh, to the surgery and stuff when I became blind, um, that I do have like a compromised immune system. So I did mm. do a very good job of staying put at home, which, which uh, I thought was going to be absolutely the most torturous thing in the world because I get cabin fever pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. but I actually kind of like learned to, to, uh, you know, enjoy it and just kind of go with it. And, yeah. um, so, so, you know, so that was, you know, one thing then, but even now, like today, um, you know, I guess we, you know, now I'm back to, you know, going out to restaurants and stuff like that. And okay. I guess it's just, it's just something just, you know, when just go, just washing my hands and, you know, I'm, I'm not being too crazy. So, okay. yeah. Okay. I was just curious, thought I would ask. Okay. Of so, course, of course. oh yeah. Okay. So then. You know, I I hope that this is not the case, but I have definitely seen people with different levels of abilities and disabilities be treated quite poorly. Um, and some staff I've witnessed have really treated these people uh, as an inconvenience. And I hope that this hasn't happened to you. Um, but in your experience, um, what hotel properties or resorts, because we won't ask you to badmouth anyone, but I do want to know who has done an exceptional job. What hotel properties or resorts or cruise lines have treated you the best? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I guess I guess I would say, um, which I guess sometimes people might find this a surprise, is I'll be 100% honest. I've never actually had to something, I guess, bad enough that it, that I actually even remember it, but in experiences where a cruise ship resort has treated me badly. Um, Matter of fact, I, matter of fact, I often say that um, this level of service on cruise ships or at resort while traveling is absolutely amazing. Um, Mm. I even say, you know, a lot of times, you know, we have, you know, like the cruise lines that, like Carnival Cruise Lines. A lot of people, you know, want to discount them and put them into this little corner of not being, you know, a, a great cruise line that's only for the spring breakers. Well, <laughs> I definitely disagree with that. And cool. to be Tell honest, us more. The literally, yeah, and so literally the, some of the best service that I've ever received has been on Carnival Cruises. Um, I'm talking as far as, so when I go out to a restaurant just here at home, mm-hmm. um, most of the waiters and waitresses are pretty good, but some, you know, when, when I sit down, most of the time they don't even know that I'm blind um, because they don't see me walk in, you know, with my cane or anything. And so half the time they don't even know that I'm blind um, until they try to hand me something and I just look and stare at them. <laughs> and they're like, okay. okay, why is he not taking the menu? <laughs> uh, yes. And now yeah. that you have your clicking, they're not going to, they're really not going to know. <laughs> 
That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so anyway, so, but the people, you know, I mean, they're pretty good, but you know, they, they do, they, they do as well as to be expected at a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. But in comparison, when we've been on literally, I think every cruise that I've been on, um, the wait staff at the restaurant are absolutely just top notch amazing. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, I'll order, you know, whatever, say it's like the steak night. And I've had the waiters bring this, bring me my plate and they immediately will offer this to cut up my steak for me. Mm. Or they, they automatically did it. It's like, I don't know if the cruise lines, you know, put them through training for this or if they're just, you know, awesome enough to recognize what they need to do. But they, you know, be sure to tell me, okay, yeah, I just set down, you know, a glass of water in front of you. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're just absolutely amazing. And I've even had um, on the different cruises I've been on, the staff even helped me with getting around places. I mean, I'm always cruising with, with family members and stuff, but there have been some times when I've woken up early and I want to, you know, head up to the top deck or something to get a cup of coffee. And so I'll just head out of my room and I'll start walking down the hallway headed towards, you know, the elevator towards the direction I you know, know I need to head and knowing that there's always a, uh, some type of staff member, you know, crew member mm. who's always out and about and they always, they see me of course, and they're, you know, always offer to help. And I've had them, you know, take me up to the, to the restaurant and mm-hmm. just, it's just literally, it, it, I always say like, it just makes, makes you feel so good. I mean, sometimes being, having a disability, you can kind of feel like, like a hindrance sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like you're, mm-hmm. you're causing people extra work and stuff. And, and that's never the feeling I've ever gotten when, when traveling, um, mm-hmm. with, you know, and stuff. So, so I do feel my, you know, consider myself to be very fortunate. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear. So then, you know, speaking of people being friendly and, the, and the countries that are under your belt, who, what country has the friendliest people? So I've not been to many different countries, but out of the ones that I have been to, hands down, Jamaica. Um, the the Jamaican people that was that trip really did a lot for me when I went with the group of travel agents and toured the different resorts and stuff. But the one thing that it did the most for me was it made me realize that you can go to Jamaica for the resort and the beaches, but what's going to have you coming back is the people and mm-hmm. For myself, it was, I remember my, the, the one guy who, who was our driver the day that we went around to all the different resorts and he was with us from morning till night. And, and I remember some of the resorts to Mike, you know, if it was a resort that I really didn't have any interest in, you know, touring, I'd gladly just sit in the bus and I just talked with the driver. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so I absolutely love the Jamaican people. Good. I was actually thinking that it was going to be somewhere in the Caribbean, although, you know, uh, it, my husband's family, they're partially part of them. Part of the family is in Mexico. And those people are so wonderful. Also, um, just from, you know, in my experience, but again, they're my family. They love me. So, or they fake yes. it really well. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So what about like sounds? Or loud sounds or too many sounds? Is that overwhelming for you? So, um, not typically. The only time for myself that 
it really becomes like too much noise is typically when like out at a restaurant or something and there's live music. Um, for some reason, whenever there's like a, a live band playing, they don't realize that people actually didn't come to the restaurant specifically to listen to them. They came there to to eat dinner, talk with their friends, and have nice music in the background. And so instead, they they play their music super loud. I'm like, we're not at a concert. And, um, mm. and so what that does for me then is in atmospheres, whether it's at a restaurant with like live music or different um, places that I've been to different, you know, typically it's going to be like a bar or, you know, nightclub of some sort. When the music is so loud like that, it basically at that point cuts me off mm. um, because then I can't hear anybody around me. Obviously, I can't see anything going on. So I always say, like, when they, they ask like, that question, almost like if you're at, like, a psychologist, you know, office, and they ask you, you know, when do you feel alone? Well, mm. I feel alone in those situations. I can be surrounded by people, but when you just completely cut off the one sense that I have that's helping me connect with those around me, um, you know, that just is definitely situations that I totally dislike and, and bother mm. me the most. Okay, so now if we have travel agents listening or even travelers that that want to be traveling with a person that's blind, what about a good sound experience? What would be very good, good for them to plan? I know you did some walking in the rainforest. Yeah, so I was going to say there's actually two, two experiences, um, both in the Caribbean, that I feel from like a sound aspect. Um, and even more so, we're absolutely out of this world, kind of a life-changing experiences. Mm. And that was the one, the one was back in Jamaica, and that was a, a feature called a Mystic Mountain. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, and so I guess to most people, you know, it was, you know, pretty cool. They just probably remember up at the top of the mountain, there being like the, the swimming pool, and there's like this little like crazy uh jamaican bobsled roller coaster thing mm-hmm. um but but for me what made that so amazing was actually getting on the chairlift which was just like a chairlift that i'm used to like we going like snow skiing mm-hmm. and and we got on the chairlift and that took you to the top of the mountain and what i remember the most was was going up the chairlift and being able to hear you heard all the birds all in the forest below you yeah. It was just tons of birds. And then I remember what was the coolest thing was finally once you got high enough, you know, the whole time you're hearing like the traffic and everything below you getting, you know, quieter and quieter. And then all of a sudden you finally got high enough where you couldn't hear it anymore. Mm. And that was pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. I, I would say that's very similar to when I, I went, um, I did a hot air balloon. Uh, oh. ride um, for my 30th birthday and I somehow convinced my mom and sister to do that <laughs> and, um, and that was so amazing because that experience I remember we went up and again it was for me who's so in tune to movement and stuff you couldn't I couldn't even feel the basket moving I didn't even know we lifted off the ground oh. and um, but that too was a similar experience where all of a sudden we got high enough in the air where you all of a sudden could no longer hear the world below. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was it. And then 
and then definitely the other experience um was was yeah it was booked again you know through through a carnival cruise line um it was just one of their short excursions that we had done um in puerto rico and it was a a walk through the rainforest and that was absolutely just amazing um not only was the was the sounds and everything so cool but the uh the tour guide our our bus driver he wasn't supposed to have gone on the the hike with us he was just supposed to wait at the bus well he actually was super excited about me being blind and so he offered to lead me and so we call it like going sighted guide and so yes so i held on to his arm and had my cane in my other hand and we walked the the whole uh the hike with him and he was super awesome because here, you know, he'd tell everybody, okay, you know, you stay on the path, you don't touch anything. But he realized that wasn't the case for me, that I needed the the additional, you know, ability to touch and feel stuff. And so he would literally all of a sudden he'd he'd let go of me, he'd jump off the path and he'd pull down a branch and, and he'd he'd like, you know, this is your know, whatever kind of tree and he'd have me feeling the leaves of it. Oh. And so it just it just connected and I remember you know, all of a sudden he'd have me stop and he'd you know, have me listening and tell me what kind of bird that was. And it just literally, it took what mm. would have been just a normal, you know, walk and hearing stuff to a whole nother level of just a truly like sensory loaded experience. And yeah. um, that, that again was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that's, that's exciting. And also, you know, you could be reaching out and grabbing things yourself, but that's how you come home with all kinds of rashes and whatnot. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) absolutely. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Okay. I'm glad to hear some, some plugs for Carnival because, uh, you know, we need our cruise lines. They're trying. They're really trying. So they are. They are. Absolutely. Mm. So then um, let's ask one more question for you and let's ask um, for travel agents or travel professionals or, you know, we do have other listeners that are are not neither of those things, but might be wanting to plan travel with, you know, with someone that might be blind or maybe they have a client that's blind. Uh, What tips would you give them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing and and I guess some people listening will be like, okay, well, duh. But I do think, you know, people, if you don't live this life, if you if you aren't blind or you don't know who, somebody who's blind, sometimes you can just overlook things. And so mm-hmm. the thing of whether it's a road trip or it's some type of excursion or something where sightseeing is in the name, um, yeah. that definitely is not the best. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, and so definitely anything that's going to get yourself or your client, whoever, out of the car, out of the tour bus, with their getting to feel it and truly experience it, um, I think is something you know that you definitely, definitely want to do. Um, yeah. And um, you know, and then also you know is even though that somebody you know are blind, they are different. In fact, just like I said earlier, we're all just like everybody else. And so you don't have to overthink it, um, you know, because like me, I mean, I can go somebody go somewhere with a group of people who are completely sighted, 
they're going to enjoy the experience. And so am I, I just, mm. you know, have learned to experience in a different way. So. Yeah, this is, this is neat. This is good information. I mean, not neat, but the, the thought, no. the thought yeah, process to, yeah, yeah, this is good information. Kevin, are you, um, available to, you know, either converse with travel professionals, other travel professionals that might have questions, or are you taking clients at this time? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I'm always there and more than happy to help out, uh, other travel agents, you know, who may be, uh, having somebody who is, you know, visually impaired, um, who they're going to be working with, who want to, you know, run some ideas by me or, you know, just want to talk to me. Um, I'm always say I'm an open book and, uh, and yes, with my travel agency, I am taking, uh, on new clients at this time. Absolutely. Okay. And what and is I, good email? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And I, of course, and I wanted to say, I guess it's important to know too, you know, I, not only because of, you know, me being disabled and stuff, not only do I work with other people who, you know, are blind or visually impaired or have disabilities, but I also work, you know, with everybody. Um, mm. So, you know, that, that is one thing that I do want to, you know, people to know that I don't just work with people who are blind. Um, mm. Actually, I think the vast majority of my clients are, are, you know, able to see just fine. <laughs> and so, right. but I think, I think through what I'm able to share, it can enhance the vacation experience for, for anybody. Um, because, you know, once you, even if you do have all your senses, sometimes you just need a reminder to pay attention to them a little bit more. Yeah, and, um, true. you know, I think that makes, you know, a big difference, um, in the overall, you know, vacation, especially. Great. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, and so my you were asking about my email. Um, yes. Yeah, anybody can can reach out to me. It's just um Kevin at betterdaystravel dot com. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. I will include it in the show notes and you know your Instagram feed and all the places to find you, um and and with your bio also. Um, before we close out the show, is there anything we've forgotten or that you want to include? You know, I think the biggest thing for me is just especially in in the year like 2020, um, when everybody's, you know, just kind of been in turmoil, plans have gotten canceled. Um, I know I had a big, big group cruise that I had planned for, for me and family and friends got canceled. Is it's just a reminder, I think, for all of us, how precious every day is. And, mm. um, like myself, when, when I became blind at 17, I did not know that was going to happen. I thought I was just going in to have a surgery that was going to, to save my life by removing a, a brain tumor. Mm. And um, my life was saved, but it came at the cost of me waking up from surgery to find that I was completely blind. Mm. And so I think it's just so important to to just recognize and, and appreciate every day the people you have with you going through it and just uh you know, just really just, you know, live for today, um, I think is, is so important. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I wrote a little blog post I haven't published yet, but it's, you know, about my hesitating to plan things. And then, you know, some of the things I regret not doing and some of the things that I'm thankful I did put on the calendar and then had it, you know, made it happen. Um, so, and now, and now looking back on the state of the world, and in light of our conversation, like 
really thankful that I've seen and done the things and taken my children to do them. And really, uh, I'm hesitant to do flying at the moment, but I'm, I do really want to check some things off my list. So yeah, thank you for taking some time to, um, like just have this open conversation and also to have that little reminder that Megan, you got to get something on the books because that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. It is. We, we gotta, we gotta get back out. So it's time to start experiencing life again. So mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I mean, Tiger King is done, and so we we need something else to look forward to. So you know, I haven't seen it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm. But you know, we might get desperate enough. We'll see. Oh, Kevin. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time. Of course, I am super excited to have got to uh, come on the podcast with you today. So thank you. All right, now say a special goodbye. Say, come listen to the Low and Love podcast. And don't forget, come on over to the Lowdown on Life and Travel. That's right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks for tolerating me. (laughs) I think think me and you, I don't know if we should do this too often. I feel like the two of us can really get into some trouble. (laughs) It's it's true. It's true. All right. Thank you, Kevin. All right. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you for listening and have a good day. All right, Kevin. That was fun. Awesome. That went great. You, my friend, have made a great choice by selecting this podcast. And there are other great choices, like the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, waiting for you at travelmarketmedia.com.